1: Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a lovely lady. Her name is Sasha Morozov. <laughs> Did I pronounce that right, Sasha? It was perfect. I love it. Thank you, Lynn. <laughs> a very warm welcome to you. And uh, Sasha, she's a life coach for working mums. And today we're going to be discussing how do you create balance in the home with your partner and all things that are especially relevant in today's current climate with the uh, at the moment we're in covid pandemic territory and have been for the last 18 months for anybody that's listening in the future hopefully this isn't present now <laughs> <laughs> but uh, sasha before we get stuck into the conversation around how to Create balance in the home with your partner. Just tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what's led you to be doing what you're doing now.
2: Absolutely. We're first. Thank you so much for having me on. It's such a pleasure to be here. I am Sasha Morozov. I'm a former executive with a master's in social work, and I now use my clinical skills to coach women who are killing it at the office but feel like they're failing at home. I help women create more time, less clutter, and systems for a peaceful life. And you know, for me, it really started with the fact that I was going to work, I was climbing the ladder, but I was coming home and I was feeling like, this is a second shift of work. I wasn't coming home and feeling that this is my sanctuary. I wanted to be able to walk in my home, love the space, love the relationships I have at home, and be able to have routines in place. It felt very, dis- not me, at work, I was very like, okay, I get this and this, but at home, it didn't match. And that's why I created my four-step method of where I work with women to focus on self, home, relationships, and habits.
1: All right, so let's, let's just walk the audience through those four steps then. So starting with the self, what is it that you share with your, your working mother's around that?
2: Yes, absolutely. What I see a lot of times is we put so much on our plates. We put so much on our shoulders. We have so many different responsibilities outside the home, inside the home. At work, we play so many different caretaking roles and we have different backgrounds that we're bringing into our relationships, into our homes. So that's why I first like to start with self, to be able to fully understand who is the woman in front of me? How did we get to this kind of juggling act that a lot of us are doing and the societal expectation of women having to do it all, being the one in charge of doing everything? So that's when we kind of unpack that. We really go deep. We look at the history. What was your family life like when you were grown? up? What was your home life like? Did you grow up in a stable, loving environment? Then where did it lead to? And how are you bringing that to your home and relationship today? And then we move on to the home because I really believe the space around us really contributes to who we are. So we take a space in the home and we try to figure out how to make it more you, how to make it better for your family. How do we create those memories you're looking to create in your home? And from there, we really look at relationships. We look at basically what is going on in your relationship at home. Is there any unbalance? Are you the one that is taking on all of the emotional things, all of the work that needs to get done in the home? What are you really looking for? What kind of partner are you looking for in having that at home? And we move to habits, And with that, at the time we're at habit, we've really already laid the foundation because we talked about the self, we talked about our space around us, and we talked about relationships. So the habits is really the easy, fun part where we create the routines to make sure that we're setting people up for success in the future.
1: And that's so important, especially as I said earlier on, you know, in light of the current situation, being that we're in a a global pandemic and we're spending a lot more time with our partners now in the home, aren't we?
2: Oh my gosh, I am seeing it all over. People are saying, i never knew that i could get tired of my partner because before you would go to both different jobs and go to here and have things and then you come home and reconfigure back at home but now i'm hearing my husband's zooms going on in the other room right Mm -hmm. and we're constantly hearing it's almost at a point of like oh my gosh how much can I take of one person in this space? And that's why I think it's so important to make sure you love the space that you're in, to make sure that there's balance between each other in the space. Because if he or she or a partner or whoever is leaving dishes and that has become such a pain point, for you and you're the one cleaning up the dishes all the time it just starts to add up all of those little things that may have been underneath the surface because it wasn't happening all the time because we weren't spending 24 hours at home or majority of our days at home now we're seeing it really come to the surface
1: yeah absolutely I'm I'm seeing a lot with my clients of uh, relationships breaking down because of exactly what you've been describing in uh, it just you know not being something that the each partner's been used to and what never used to bother them around little things that build up to big resentments is now you know becoming a huge resentment and major big deal
2: yes absolutely and one of the things i'm also seeing is the fact that people are saying, well, I've been like this. This has not been an issue before. Like, why didn't you tell me years ago that this is such a pet peeve or whatever it may be? And I really say to women, it's because when we are at home, we live almost in this reactive. When there's already the dish on the table, then we realize, oh, it needs to go in the dishwasher and we need to clean it. We haven't created, and this is what I work on, haven't created the proactive routines, the proactive conversations that we need to have to be able to mitigate future fights, resentments, all of this stuff, because we're just used to going, going, going. We might be saying if we have kids, like, oh, who's going to pick up the kids today? We haven't come up with a schedule moving forward. You know, what I see a lot is that there's just, it's similar stuff. It's things going on week after week after week that's repeating itself. And I come in and say, well, guys, if this is repeating itself, why haven't we taken the time to have a conversation so that way we can come up with an outcome and routine from it so that way you don't have to keep having the same conversations,
1: Yeah, and everybody's clear. I mean, I think sometimes we expect our partners to be mind readers, don't we, and vice versa and know what's Irking us or know what's the issue when really we haven't actually voiced it. <laughs> and, uh...
2: Absolutely. And we haven't voiced it because it's something that we haven't prioritized. And that's what I talk a lot about. What are your family values at home? What do you want to prioritize? Is Are you prioritizing having a clean home all the time? Are you prioritizing family gatherings or family time? Are you prioritizing your own space? For people that are Introverts, they need time to kind of recoup from the Zooms, from being around people. So that's where I come in saying, Do you have a space in your home that you can do that? Does your partner understand that that's a need of yours? Because we're kind of so used to just doing our own thing, keep going. And now we're almost like stuck in a bubble with somebody else most of the time and now they're kind of seeing our more of our routine more of our habits in a way and that's where you know maybe some of the things are coming up
1: yeah because there can be some disconnect you know in um, and you know what you know it's about embracing that um you know not n- Not only do men and women think and behave and do things differently, but, you know, um, people in general can do things differently. And it's embracing the fact that, you know, just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that is one of the things I work with women as well is what are you willing to let go of? Maybe your partner isn't going to be the one that gets up and makes a gourmet breakfast for your kids and just so you can sleep in. But you might be able to sleep in and he might get cereal and they may get cartoons in the morning. Are you willing to let go and let them watch cartoons and have cereal just so you can sleep in? That's what I'm saying. What are the priorities and what are you willing to let go of? Because the way we expect things is not how others are going to be able to produce it and that's okay because we're all different and that's why you know we married or we're in a relationship with someone is that there's qualities we really enjoy and love about them they just may not do things the way we want them to do
1: <laughs> yeah although the way not we we normally get into our own habits and expect you know our partners to do it exactly the way we would want it done but um, one of the funniest things that I heard about was there was a there was a, a woman that had a routine where she always bathed the kids every evening, you know, before she put them to bed. But she wanted to go out with her friends, and her husband says, "Great, you know, going up and have fun and, uh, I'll I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll look after the kids." And what she found out later was from one of her neighbours was that he didn't bath the kids. Um, what he did was because it was a nice summer. Evening, he he got them outside and he was hose piping them (laughs) with the hose pipe. And that was like his routine for for batting the kids. But, you know, it was different. But she had to accept that, you know, it's not the way she would have done it, but, you know, it was his way.
2: Absolutely. I mean, I have a, absolutely. I can't stress that enough. I know that I went away for a weekend and I come home and I'm very particular about making sure my home looks a certain way that it's clean, everything like that. And I walk in and I'm like, okay, now I got to clean up. And my husband's like, look, we cleaned up for you. I'm like, oh. Thank you. That's where you just say. Thank you. Well, in my mind, I come home and I'm like, oh my God, I need to clean. But that was him for him and my children. That was their effort to make sure that when I came home, because they know that's something I value. And I think that's part of the whole communication. It's just making sure your, your partner understands what you value. Because when they can see why it's a priority, they're more likely to be able to help you with it and they want to help. I think that's the biggest thing that I see either as a misconception or just a complete like just flying by is that they miss that people want to help. They just may not know how and your way may not work for them to do the how. So that's where I see a lot of kind of tension build up, is that the the partner may be saying, But I've tried, I've tried, and the other partner is saying, But it's not how I want it, you know, and that's where I come in and say, Okay, well, what does it look like? What are we trying to get to? What's the end goal? And what are we both willing to let go of to make it to the end goal, because the end goal should really be what matters at the end of the day. Yeah,
1: and I think it's important that you've reinforced, you know, it's about what you're willing to let go of, because I think we get so set in the way we want things done and the way we do things that, you know, we want our partners to actually replicate that to the T, where, it's, you know what, if he does it slightly different, you know, loads of dishwasher are different to how you do it. Is it the end of the world? Not really. <laughs>
2: Yep. If you need to run the dishwasher a second time, just acknowledge that they tried. Yeah, absolutely. Acknowledge that they tried and say, okay, thank you. You know, just for next time, can you do this? Like there's ways that we can be kind and we should be kind. This is, these are people that we're choosing to be in our lives. I think we kind of forget that, you know, and that these are people that are one of the most important people, in our lives. So let's make sure we treat them with the respect and kindness that we all want.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's important to show appreciation, even if it isn't done exactly how you'd want it done. I, you know, I think it's a shame that, um, you know, all men here sometimes is, is, you know, criticism when they've tried to, their best to help, but it's not been done in the way that their partner wanted it done. And so they felt criticized and then not wanted to help thereafter whereas if you really appreciate them for the effort they've made they're more likely to keep wanting to help out aren't they
2: Yes, absolutely. And that's where routines, I think, work really well for couples. You know, so even if it's something like, you know what, one partner cooks Monday, Wednesday, the other partner cooks Tuesday, Thursday. There you go. You have the whole week scheduled and it makes it easier. Every partner knows what's coming when we know what's coming. we're much much more likely to be happy about it. So that way, instead of coming home and saying, okay, well, oh, I thought you were gonna cook. Why? I thought you were gonna cook. You know, it doesn't become into this debate and doesn't become into more than it needs to be when it could just be something planned ahead of time or just let the other person know. A lot of what I see is sometimes... You know, pre-pandemic, one partner may be working late hours, right? And they're not in the home. So when the partner is home, the other, the wife, the partner may want them to like spend all the time together. And that doesn't work for them because that's not what they need. They need that separation or they need some time to transition. I think we forget that we all have different needs and that's why. But if there's a routine, like, okay, my partner, when he comes home, he needs like five, 10 minutes to just transition. And then he can hear how my day is. But if he walks in and I'm saying, hey, babe, this happened, this happened, because that's the type of person I am, that's not gonna work. But if we talk about, if we lay that foundation out of like, okay, five, 10 minutes and then come up, that's something so easy to adjust to, makes such a difference because then I'm not getting a snarky reaction. Instead, I'm getting somebody who's present.
1: that's a really important point I think a lot of men do need that you know once they come home from work or from doing whatever activity they've been doing they do need that like you said that transition time that 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 sort of wind down time before they're ready then to you know probably actively help out or you know listen to your day or, or whatever it is you would like them to do um it's just honoring that you know that's the difference, you know, one of the differences between men and women is that men do need that transition time. And uh, it's important to recognize that.
2: Yep. And sometimes women need more of the touch, more of the just a hand on the shoulder or a hug to acknowledge that they're there. And again, it's these are the type of things, they may seem small, but they add up. And not only do they add up, when we're proactive about them, in the home and we have the conversations then that eases up so much of the stress because that's also giving us something that we truly want and truly need
1: yeah I 100% agree it's uh it's so valuable to you know take on board some of these little differences that all add up to making a more balanced and harmonious more fulfilling relationship between the, the two of you because um Men aren't hairy women, you know. They think differently, <laughs> they behave differently, they speak differently, and um, you know it's no good talking to guys the same as you would to a girlfriend, is it?
2: No, absolutely. And I, I, I'll be the first where my husband will say, "Baby, you should call somebody to talk to," because I, I'm just gonna give. You know, for me, it's that he loves to give advice. He just loves to like if I'm talking about something. Oh, but you should do this. I'm like, Ugh. I know I should do that, but that's not what I want right now. I just want you to listen right now, you know? And it's just recognizing if I, if I think about that ahead of time and it is just to listen, I'm going to call a girlfriend because she yes. will listen.
0: Absolutely. She
2: will listen. But if I need advice or there's an issue, I'm going to call my husband right away because he's going to be like, you need to do X, Y, Z, and that's it.
1: Yeah. I mean, that, that, that again, is a big difference between men and women. Women like to be heard. So if you just want somebody to listen, then usually it's best to call a girlfriend or a family, female family member. But men just usually if if they hear you speaking, naturally want to fix things. So they, they're solution focused. So unless you want advice, <laughs> like you said, you're best to stick to uh, speaking to a girlfriend or a female family member.
2: Yes. Absolutely. And I see it with kids a lot as well in terms of parenting, a way that, you know, a father parents versus the way a mother parents. And there's definitely a need for both. So just recognizing that, you know, parenting is so personal. I know that when you have kids in the home, it really changes the dynamic. I know what I hear a lot of is that when this we put the kids to bed, we'll sit down to watch something and we pass out right or once the kids are in bed i go to one bedroom to watch something and the partner goes to another bedroom to watch something else like we're we're losing that kind of connection because we feel like oh well we're around each other we spend time but we also need to remember that we need to actively be able to connect and spend time holistically together
1: yeah it's about quality over quantity isn't it and um you know setting aside some quality time together that is uh, an activity that you both enjoy, whether that's just watching the film, or you know, whether that's eating out, or you know, whether that's uh, some sort of common sports that you both like. It's 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 get, like you say, scheduling that in so that you are yes. eating, you are yes. spending that quality time rather than oh, just because we're in the same house, we're spending time together.
2: Yes. And making your house reflect that as well. So making sure that there's pictures up in the home of you and your partner and your kids or whoever else. If you guys are are big adventure people, making sure there's things from the different places you've traveled throughout the home like I want to make sure that when women are coming home it's to a place they love they cherish and that the relationships there are growing and when you see other things from other past experiences it puts a smile on your face so making sure that your home is really able to show what your relationship looks like
1: yeah it's a reflection of you both isn't it and um you would want or hope that that is uh, sh- reflecting a safe environment for you and a happy yes. environment yes. For, for your kids.
2: Yes, yes. Safety is key. Safety should always be number one. And, you know, and the home is where the heart is. And at the same time, the home is where a lot of arguments can happen or a lot of financial stress can go on or things that, you know, there's so many memories that we make at home. And I'm just here to make sure of make working with women so that those memories are happy memories versus struggles, because we all know we go through struggles and we all know that no relationship is perfect. And I want to make sure that when we get to those struggles that we have the environment set up for us that we have the conversations that we need to have, that it's a peaceful space and a peaceful life.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think sometimes, you know, what I hear, you know, from some clients is that they don't realize that they're quite critical of their partner and, or, you know, they, they're quite hard on him if he makes a mistake and therefore they create drama when it's not, it's not necessary to create drama. And then they wonder why, you know, there's a disconnect there and um, he withdraws and, you know. um... And
2: also being aware of what that withdrawal looks like, Mm. because it looks differently for different people. You know, for somebody, it's that they're watching TV, For somebody else, it's like, well, that's my favorite sports team. They're playing. And this is actually a time for us to connect because now we're watching. It's just the withdrawal looks differently and every couple is different. So just pay attention to what that looks like and what you need at the same time. Because we talked about earlier, sometimes you do need to withdraw just to kind of get your head back, (laughs) back on. And that's okay. Just make sure you have a space so that you can do that. Make sure your partner is aware. There's simple things that we can do to set things up for success.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's quite normal, especially, as I say, in the current environment where we are spending more time together with our partners, um, to want your own space as well. You know, and um, it's healthy to want that for both of you.
2: Absolutely. I can't stress enough especially if you're both working from home or both just in the home all day together, to be able to still have activities and things you enjoy away from one another. It's so nice to do something and come back and tell your partner about that experience. That's, you don't have to share everything together. And the same thing with kids, you don't have to share every experience with your kids Well, So go for even if you're at home, go for a walk by yourself. Listen to a podcast by yourself. What is it that you enjoy? I know it's so at the beginning of the pandemic. I know my husband and I were like, Oh, well, we're gonna work out together. But guess what? The way we like to work out is totally different.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
2: Totally different. So by now (laughs) that we've been here for a while, you know, we definitely don't work out together. That's all I have to say. But it was a cute idea in the beginning of like, oh, like we can totally, like this is great. It's not that it wasn't great. It just, it didn't, it was, we were trying to make something work where both of our wants wasn't being met. (laughs) and that doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense we can still we still both work out in the home we do it at different times and we do it with different equipment because that's something that is an activity better separate for us other people may be like oh we're we totally love the same thing and and that's one of our bonding things amazing
1: i've heard that a lot between couples that the the workout thing initially was a good idea because they thought it's something they could do together and then they ended up thinking, no, actually it's not.
2: (laughs) Yes, because we're different. We're totally different. Just like what my work desk looks like at home, what my husband's work desk looks like at home. And you know what? I don't touch his work desk as much as I would like to. I don't, (laughs) it's his space. And that's the thing is making sure both people have space. Like if even it's something as simple as a nightstand, if you have your own nightstands, make sure you're not touching them. Like it, it's not anything other than, you know, allowing that person to also have space in their own home.
1: Yeah. It, it's, it's a respect thing, isn't it? It's respecting people's yes. space, expe- respecting their things and then respecting their time. And, um, you know, ex- obviously, Like that being reciprocated by the partner too.
2: Yes. I see all the time people trying to get rid of their partners, like quote unquote junk, but to that partner, it's their valuables and they want to like keep their high school T-shirt or whatever that they haven't worn or is worn out 20, 30 years later. Right. (laughs) But at the same time, there's ways. And that's what I kind of talk about within the home is that how can we have less, but more, you know, we don't need to keep every T-shirt, but it's not your decision to make of what T-shirt that person keeps or doesn't. But even if they're keeping a little more than they should, or you think they should, there's other ways such as where can we keep kind of this stack of clothing so it's out of sight, so it's not bothering you. Because if you're looking at that 20-year-old T-shirt in the closet all the time, it's going to keep bringing up those feelings.
1: Mm. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. So any final thoughts or an advice around the subject of how do you create balance in the home with your partner? Before we wrap things up, Sasha,
2: yes, think about your main points. Think about like what I hear all the time is like cooking, cleaning, laundry. Think about the things that are just happening in the home over and over and over. And if they're working for you, amazing. But if they're not, that's okay too. That just means you need to have a conversation and a resolution that works for the both of you. Because the quicker you talk about it, the easier you'll be able to get into the new routine and habits, and then you're able to have more peace and more time in your home.
1: And it's important you know, to think about the way you communicate these things, because if you're starting a conversation with you always or you never, and then it's oh. going to come out and sound like criticism to his ears, that's not going to work, you know, yeah. so consider starting the conversation around. I would love, you know, yes. from your always start
2: with why always start with I
1: instead yeah. of you.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Always start that because at the end of the day, it is about us. We're, if we're the ones saying it. It's about us. They may not see it as a problem. We are the ones that may see it as an issue.
1: And I think sometimes, you know, we've um, I know for me as a child, I had the I want trained out of me by my parents because my mother used to say I want don't get. But, you know, when it comes to communicating with our partners, that's exactly what, what we need to be saying is, you know, this is what you this is what I want.
2: Yes. And why? I think the other part is not just what you want, but why? Yes. Because you want to be able to show your partner why it's important, because if they can understand then they're more likely to buy in.
1: Absolutely. That's a great point. So Sasha, what's the best contact information you can share with our audience if they'd like to get in touch with you?
2: Absolutely. If you are listening to this and you are a working mom, head on over to Sasha X home.com and grab the five steps to coming home happy after work so that way you can walk in the door and already feel lighter and brighter
1: (laughs) I love that feel lighter and brighter that's the way we all want to be living isn't it you know that's our ideal and I'm sure you know with a lot more guests like yourself Sasha we're going to be changing women's lives so that we actually aim and actually live that for the majority of our audience
2: absolutely i believe life is meant to to be fun and it's about time we start having fun guys come on
1: (laughs) thank you so much sasha i've really enjoyed this conversation
2: absolutely thank you for having me on thanks lynn
1: (laughs) so it just leaves me to wrap up with true love starts with opening our hearts and until next time
0: listeners goodbye for now